Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God loved the world in this way, that God gave the Son, the only begotten one, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise On this Holy Cross Day, we remember our baptism by making the sign of the cross in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Snake on a stick. No, that's not some newfangled snack from the Minnesota State Fair. Steak, snake on a stick. It's the bizarre yet beautiful account of Moses telling the people to put a bronze serpent on a pole. The snake, a symbol of sin and disobedience. Think of the serpent in the Garden of Eden. Yet when the people look upon that snake on a stick, it is for them healing, salve, salvation. The American Medical Association uses the serpent on a pole to illustrate the healing arts of medicine. It is a wondrous mystery that salve and threat are entwined. Surgeons who work under this snake symbol must hurt you first in order to make you whole. Then there is the cross. No symbol more associated with the Christian faith than a cross. Literally, it signifies execution, rejection, death. Yet Christians love their crosses, don't they? Crosses on churches, crosses lifted high in processions, crosses on bodies, crosses on walls, crosses on vestments, crosses on jewelry. Sometimes Western Christianity is accused of glorifying the sufferings of Jesus, sufferings that then placate an angry, wrathful God. Movies like Mel Gibson's The Passion of Christ from many years ago, paintings by Ruben, Rubens and Grunewald, these accentuate the gory extremes of Jesus' passion and death. Yet Eastern Orthodox icons show an almost regal Christ on the cross, reflecting more the theology of the Gospel of John. As Jesus is lifted high on the tree, he draws all people to himself. God so loved the world, John proclaims. And early Christian writers saw in the cross Christ's victory, 
victory over sin, death, evil. That is why this feast day, Holy Cross Day, is called the triumph of the cross by Roman Catholics and the exaltation of the cross by Eastern Orthodox. That is why our processional cross shows a risen Christ. That is why the ancient Good Friday liturgy and the way we celebrate it here is not a dirgy funeral for Jesus. The cross and resurrection cannot so easily be separated as we're prone to do. Sad face on Good Friday, happy face on Easter. Actually, the cross is the best non-binary symbol of all. Paradox, mystery. You see, decades after Jesus' death, St. Paul already was beginning to proclaim the crucified Christ as the power of God. It seems so foolish that in weakness, that in vulnerability, we find the path to wholeness, the path to healing, to salve, to salvation. And for Paul, the cross is glory. As centuries passed, Christians started looking upon the cross and seeing it as the tree of life itself. Look at the illustration on your bulletin cover. In this most famous mosaic in Rome, healing waters flow from the cross as if the cross is paradise. There are birds on the branches and deer drink from the precious stream. Yes, the cross is about Jesus. Yes, this feast, Holy Cross Day, originates from an ancient story of St. Helena follow, um, finding the true cross in the fourth century. But the cross is about our lives. The cross is about our baptism into Jesus' death and resurrection. Or as one writer puts it, out of sadness and sickness, misery and melancholy, God transforms us with healing and new life. From a wooden stick to a wooden cross to a wooden fence. This past Thursday, I attended a performance of a most moving and profound choral work called Considering Matthew Shepherd. As most of you know, and maybe not all of you who were born after 1998, Matthew Shepherd was a gay college student living in Wyoming. And in 1998, in a brutal hate crime that captivated our country, Matthew was murdered and left hanging like a scarecrow on a fence, on a wooden fence 
outside Laramie. The librettist for considering Matthew Shepard uses the word passion for the work in a similar way that Bach and others wrote passions for the last week of Jesus' life. The fence in this musical becomes its own character. As Matthew is near death on that wooden fence, his arms are extended like a cross. And in one song, the fence is addressed like this. Most noble evergreen, with your roots in the sun, you shine in the cloudless sky of a sphere no earthly eminence can grasp. I couldn't help but recall an ancient Christian hymn text about the cross. O tree of beauty, tree most fair, ordain those holy limbs to bear. And then, in a very haunting song, the personified fence sings of holding the dying Matthew Shepherd all night long heavy as a broken heart. His own heart wouldn't stop beating. The cold wind wouldn't stop blowing. His face streaked with moonlight and blood. When protesters from Westboro Baptist Church show up at Matthew's funeral with placards that read, God hates fags. Matt is in hell. The choir sings Kreuzega, Kreuzega, just as box choirs would sing that, because in German, Kreuzega means crucify. It is the hatred of the world that crucified Matthew. It is the hatred of the world that continues to crucify those despised and hated and oppressed today. But in the choral work, an amazing thing happens. People come to the wooden fence as they literally did in the week following Matt's death. They come to that fence to pay homage, to pray, to grieve. Flowers and photos prayers and poems, crystals and candles, sticks and stones. They come in herds. They stand and stare. They sit and sigh. They laugh and cry. Every Good Friday, as they have for centuries, the faithful hear the words, Behold the wood of the cross! And they stream forward to the cross to touch, to venerate this wooden sign of healing and hope, God's love for the world, God with us in our God-forsaken places of heartache and loss. And then in a profound turn that completely caught me off guard, the librettist writes, I walk to the fence with beauty before me, I leave the fence surrounded by beauty. Still, I wonder, I wonder. That fence becomes a place of beauty. 
cross is for us beautiful. As we gaze on it, God transforms death into new life. In a few moments, we will sing a favorite hymn of many in our community. We end our Good Friday service with the song of triumph. Holy God, holy and beautiful, beauty unsurpassed. You are despised, rejected, scorned. You hold us fast, and we behold your beauty. A paradox that out of incomprehensible hatred, violence, suffering, the story of Matthew Shepherd ends as does the story of Jesus, as does the story of humanity with profound hope. Again from the libretto, meet me here where the old fence ends and the horizon begins. This evergreen, this heart, this soul now moves us to remake our world, reminds us how we are to be, your people born to dream, how old this joy, how strong this call. At the performance Thursday night at Ravinia, in this climactic moment, to my surprise, suddenly hundreds of high school choir students from around the area joined in the hymn-like music, standing up to sing, and through tears, I felt hope for our world and a deep joy. And the ancient words from the Good Friday liturgy came to me. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you. For by your holy cross, joy, joy has come to the world. A snake on a wooden stick. Christ lifted high on a wooden tree. Matthew dying on a Wyoming wooden fence. The human heart is resilient. Lift high the cross. Trust the promise of baptism that out of death God births new life. So we reverence this cross. We bow as it passes. As Luther urged, we trace it in our body at day's dawn and at day's end. We eat and drink its mystery at this table. Let the sign of beauty be for you the very heart of God.